Hello, everyone. This is the JML for a Real Podcast. Yes, that is right. This is the JML for a Real Podcast. And I'm here today with you. Uh, well, yeah, this is JML today here with you. And I am joined by a very distinguished guest, a man who will be running for NFL commissioner's office in the year of 2023. And uh, here's uh, the candidate, Mr. Joshua Rarig. How are you doing on this lovely day? I'm doing well. I want to take a minute to say thank you and thank you to your listeners for providing me with this platform and this opportunity. Okay, I, and uh, well, let's just start right with the, 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 the good leadoff question. What can you do that is better than what Roger Cadell can do? First thing I can do is remain consistent in all disciplinary action. You know, your, your discipline for deflating a football and beating a woman should not be the same. And I vowed that I would never allow a man to take a woman's passport and let him keep ownership of his team. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. So Goodell has allowed this sort of crap on his watch. Goodell has. Did you know that Tom Brady was supposedly deflated footballs? Not necessarily proven. And then Greg Hardy beat a woman. And yet Greg Hardy was allowed back with the same amount of game suspension as Tom Brady. It, it, that's unacceptable to me. And Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington uh, Commanders, has on several occasions been investigated by the United States House of Representatives. Yeah, I, yeah we, we, we know Dan Snyder is an absolute scumbag, and we, and we know that he deserves to be kicked out of the league. The fact that Roger Goodell has not done that up to this point in time just goes to strengthen your case as a candidate for an NFL commissioner that much more. Because the truth is, you're, you are right. You are going against an absolute uh, buffoon on his good days. And, um, you, you know, honest, honestly, just a low-life scumbag on his, on, on, his, on his worst days. So, you know, the truth is he doesn't stand for anything. He's wishy-washy. He just kind of um, does whatever he, he says, whatever he needs to say to get out of a sticky situation. He was half of the good things he says he doesn't really believe he just uh it's pandering it's air service and you know um we would value a commissioner like you who would uh who would keep his word who wouldn't just be about air service and who who would set fair standards fair reasonable standards and not be a scumbag behind the scenes and one more thing that i'd love to bring up i would not tolerate scumbags in the nfl I would be consistent. I'd be consistent, though. You know, so I would you would, treat- re- you would re- remove Smide, uh, Dan Snyder as quickly as possible to make it your first act as commissioner. Would you not? I would make it my. I would make it my second act, because my first act would be taking the NFL headquarters from Park Avenue and putting it on Main Street, America. You know, let the fans have a say and a voice in the organization that they love so much. Sounds like a wonderful plan. And uh, what would you do about uh, people like uh, Aaron Rodgers who hold their, their teams for ransom one off season that get pandered to just to ultimately be uh, 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 the same level of failure that he's been almost every other year uh, and, and, well, that, and exiting in that, the divisional round of the playoffs? That is a very hard question. I would say that I would not allow the NFL to have free agency like the NBA does. The superstar does not get to dictate what team he plays for. If you want to dictate what team you play for, don't sign a very long contract. Yeah, yeah, that that, that sounds like a that sounds like a very reasonable thing. So uh, at this point in time, we will transition a little bit and uh, we'll bring this back to the JML for Real podcast in the present day, where I am here with my co-host Joshua Rarick, and we have been set up for Aaron Rodgers very nicely. We have been in uh, talk about scumbags, right? Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like you know, the, the, the guy held his team for ransom this past year, and uh, it, it's it's pretty obvious they, they they catered to him everything when he came back. He gave them the same result. Actually, he gave them a worse result than the previous year. And yeah, no, yeah, I get it. MVP, blah blah blah, first round by blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, when you have an Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, the goal is the goal is a Super Bowl ring. It's not to be. It's not to be beaten in the uh, second round of the playoffs yet again. And yet somehow there are fans and writers and even people on the team who think this guy should be around. Uh, what am I missing? You're missing that fact that they don't have a backup quarterback. They don't have the next guy that they can turn the reins over to and say, okay, 
it's your team now. Help us get to where we need to be. They just don't have that guy. He doesn't exist for them. Well, so I, I get what you're saying, but you know they're they're in pretty like it's either move on from Aaron Rodgers and get something you can rebuild a little with now and say semi and say somewhat relevant in the NFC playoff picture, or just let the whole thing crash and burn that much further and like you know if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you might be able to get a quarterback back for him. You might, but you're looking at quarterbacks such as Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Drew Locke. Who, who of those are you willing to ride with long term? I think if you're the Packers, you have to say that if you move Rodgers, it's not necessarily for the quarterback because your team's not going to be that good. You're going to unload guys like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, too. So you're looking at, you know, a tank, year, basically a tank year. As much as no fan wants to acknowledge that that happens, it's kind of what you're looking for here. Well, the, it, it's interesting because it's very easy to call for a tank year. The, the team is 39.67 uh, million over the cap as it stands right now. But when you look that you can save uh, 15.3 million after the dead cap hit on Zedarius, uh, Zedarius, and you also look at the fact that you can save 6.5 million on Randall Cobb by cutting him. That's 22 million. You trade Rodgers, you extend guys who deserve it, like Jair Alexander and Preston Smith. You run with Russian, uh, Rashawn Gary, opposite Preston Smith. You have about 20 million in cap space with a quarterback on the roster, assuming you trade it for. If, if not, then you have 25 to maybe 30 million in cap space. And you can do what you never did for Rodgers. You can build an offense around uh, a albeit a lesser quarterback is would you build the would you try to build a team around Jordan Love or would you say I mean I feel like I'm sorry I feel like you had to give him at least the year right he's already on your roster you're already paying him so you don't have to go out there and get another guy to pay for to, to fill that spot you know you're just paid pay Jordan Love see what you have for a year because you could even convince a fan base that you're trying to see what A.J. Dillon and Jordan Love can do and you're building up for the next generation of Green Bay Packers. Yeah. you can. I think you could easily convince a fan base of that. And, you know, Although, the, the truth is you, you played last season without Darius Smith, so you don't need him. You played last season without Jair Alexander. You're, you're adding a shutdown corner back to your lineup. You, you're bringing back, like, that defense is still going to be good. Now, granted, you're not going to have Devondre Campbell in the middle of it, uh, which mm-hmm. which – frankly, is, you know, because Devondre Campbell's not staying on this team. You, you can't pay him enough to stay on this team at this current point in time. He's going to get the payday elsewhere. Um, so you do have to fill in linebacker, but, you know, the truth is they only need one linebacker. Like, the Packers, I, I think, ran one linebacker more than any other team the last few uh, few seasons. So, you know, and, and you get, Campbell was I think you look at it. Though. Yeah, and if you look at it, though, for $12 million – you can go get your $12 million and probably what a fourth round draft pick. You can go get yourself Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Because if the Browns are willing to cut him anyway, they'll trade him for a fourth. They're, they've already said they're done with him. So throw them a fourth round pick and take Jarvis Landry and his $12 million. And then you, you've replaced your, I mean, you're definitely not replacing Devontae Adams with Jarvis Landry. I don't want people to think that I'm saying that, but you're getting a decent wide receiver and you could continue your false narrative to your fan base that you're trying to win and build a young team and you have a defense too like let's uh, don't don't minimize you know don't minimize the fact that you do have one of the units ready to go and you have you have to ask yourself i mean i know kirk cousins is not great no he's he's average can you compete with the minnesota vikings the vikings are in bad cap straights too we'll get to them uh soon enough so can you? But I, I mean, obviously the Lions are in that division. You can always compete with Detroit. <laughs> uh, but can you compete with the rest of the teams in your division consistently with what you have available right now, or is it better to restructure the guys, extend the guys, kind of try to see if the younger mindset team would work, and save some money for next year? Um, I know it's not being talked about at all. And Aaron Jones trade. There are teams in the league that need a running back. And Aaron Jones trade might become very beneficial. Like uh, you, you might be able to get uh, 
honestly, you might be able to get a couple of picks. Uh, you might be able to get a player and a couple of picks. Jones still has value. Time. If Saquon Barkley has value to multiple teams right now, why would Aaron Jones not have value to basically 20-plus teams in the league? Yeah. So really when it comes down to it, the, the Packers the Packers don't have to tank. Now, here's the thing. The longer they go without a decision on Aaron Rodgers, the more likely they have to tank. And why – I guess the question I'd ask is are they do, – do teams actually think Rodgers is retiring? I don't think anybody actually thinks that, right? No, no. No one thinks that Aaron Rodgers is retiring. So why are the Packers letting themselves be held hostage? The guy has made your life suck for two years. He stabbed your team and your fan base in the back for multiple seasons in a row. Why not just say, okay, Aaron, we're not letting you make this decision. You have a, you do not have a no trade clause. We're making this decision for you. Be- because it's a toxic relationship. The Packers did everything they could to insult Aaron Rodgers for, 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 for years before, you know, whether it wasn't getting him, uh, whether it was, it, the truth is they did not, build the team around him at the point in time when they needed to build around him. He started to get toxic on them and then he started to pull the crap that he, that last offseason was completely about. Um, but they don't... What, what, why does why does the, uh, the person who's receiving verbal abuse in a relationship constantly keep on going back or any form of abuse keep on going back? Because uh, they'd rather deal with uh, the toxic known than the unknown and the Packers organization right now is looking at life without Aaron Rodgers and it's kind of like oh yeah no we're we're going to keep uh we're, we're going to keep the toxic boyfriend around because it's safe well it, it almost feels to me like the, like the Green Bay Packers are keeping that talk to- like you said the toxic boyfriend because he either they still have he still has their CD collection like yeah it's ant- it's antiquated at this point just move on and stop allowing yourself to be to be held hostage like this. And you know, eventually, at some point, the, the owners for the Packers have to realize, right, that every day this drags on, and every day you let Rodgers have more and more power, you're just making yourself look like more of a like a sham ownership team. You know, and are you, do you think any team in the league is going to want to hire the GM that couldn't just couldn't? put this drama to bed yeah but uh you know so bringing it back to the show though um this all comes down to how quickly they can make a move with rogers whether uh, right. for how good the packers will be and i i feel i feel awkward like I, i've already mapped out how you can make this team relevant again this year but it starts with the trading of rogers if if the trade doesn't happen i i don't know you know, you can still tweak the money around and uh, m- maneuver it. There, there's enough guys on the team who need, um, who, who could be restructured. There's enough guys on the team who could be extended. Uh, you can make a, a Aaron Rodgers work, but you can't keep him happy about Devontae Adams and you can't sign Devontae Adams. So um, what it basically comes down to, until there's word on Rodgers, the Packers are basically irrelevant in free agency. Right. So they they're though if you're the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers says I want to come back to you, what do you how do you deal with that situation? You don't give him fifty million. I say if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I say you're playing under if you want to stay in Green Bay, you're playing under that contract that you signed your name to. Yeah, you you uh you restructure. That's in uh, not not you know, like you, you talk to him about restructuring so that you he, you can actually. Um... But here's the thing, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, flipping flipping the script because we're we're dealing we're dealing with two toxic groups here. We're not dealing with one. Uh, it's not just Rodgers. The the Packers uh, front office has, has proven to this too. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're asked to restructure to uh, help the team. Why would you do that? You know it's not getting you a wide receiver. Well, I just think, look at this deal as though it's like 
this is the same thing I'm watching on an hourly basis with Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, this is two sides that absolutely hate each other and want to watch the other side get burned to the ground. I yeah. can't see I can't see a way that they can build anything together. Unless you could literally find a way to put Devontae Adams back into the equation, which that ship sailed as far as I'm concerned. There is no Devontae Adams in Green Bay next year. Uh, I don't Not know. Because he's gonna he's got the big money long term deal coming. Why the heck would he sign long term when he doesn't think that Rogers is gonna be around there that much longer? Exactly. Yeah, like he's not gonna risk his he's not gonna risk his ability to get rings and his ability to be wearing a gold jacket one day. Yeah. Because right now, right now he's a Hall of Famer. But if his career goes sideways, he's not. You know? He's gonna go to Actually, a quarterback that he can have the big numbers with, the chance to win with, and who he can do it with for another seven to eight years. Right. Yep. That's what I think. Uh, moving along to the other team that we've referenced already, uh, who's also in bad shape, the Minnesota Vikings. Like, um, sixteen million over the cap, so it's not quite as bad starting as the Green Bay Packers. And they could create forty-four point four million in cap space to end up with twenty-seven point six, but they're not going to go that high. The reason why is because there's no way they cut all of these players that I'm about to say. But these are the players, this is the level of player they have to cut to get into better cap space. So keep in mind, $16 million over the cap. They could cut Daniel uh, Hunter to get $18.6 million. So you're losing your big ad rusher to break even. Right. Eric Hendricks for seven point six million. Start your top linebacker. You can cut Harrison Smith to save five point eight million. Your top safety. You could cut your starting defensive tackle, Michael Pierce, to save six point five million, or you could cut Adam Thielen, your wide receiver two, to save five point eight five million. Wow. Anything, the most logical moves that the Vikings can make to get under the cap and to get them some cap space involve giving up a starting player that is important to your team. Right. There are no easy extensions. Uh, you might be able to restructure Cousins. Uh, it's too early to extend Jefferson. Um, it's it's too questionable to do anything with Dalvin Cook. Like you, you go down the list, they they don't have the they don't have the luxury that Green Bay has, the ability to make uh, cheap money really quick uh, to, to play with. Yeah, and how much how much are they paying Cook? You probably don't know off the top of your head. I don't He's know. Under, I know that Cook is not coming up in any conversations as far as trade, restructure, or extent, which probably yes. means the Cook number is the correct number for the Vikings, or the cap, or the, or the cap hit is just awful. Yeah. So I just, if you're Minnesota, you are screwed, right? You might. Your best case scenario might be taking up Washington on their offer to buy any quarterback that's currently in the league. Right. You might that might be your best option is to sell sell off Kirk Cousins. But then again, what do you do without him? Because you have Jefferson and you have Phelan. You you already have Cook. Honestly, you 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 probably have to cut Adam Thielen. When I go through that list, for me, what I would do, I would cut Daniel Hunter because you never know if he's going to play the full season for you anyway. And I would cut Adam Thielen because I kind of believe in what uh, KJ Osborne has going on. So if you, that's great. But now you're, now you're down the top, your top edge rusher. Yeah. And you're down that guy that uh, you know can draw looks away from. Jefferson and get him open a little bit. 
KJ Osborne, I, I'm agreeing. I think KJ Osborne is great. He's definitely a wide receiver too for them. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm fine with that. But you, you still you're still in that awkward position where Kirk Cousins is making a lot of money to throw a football. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you're cutting out a little, but you know the, the the Cousins scenario just isn't isn't working out for the Vikings right now. But the problem is he's 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 hard to trade. Uh, you, you definitely can't cut him, um, and restructuring him is only going to bite. You can't restructure him enough this year to where the future cap hit is going to be worth it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so what do you what do you do here if you're Minnesota? But you, because you look right now, right? Well, okay. You have to sign your draft picks, so you're going to have to cut one of those guys. You're going to have to cut so who's, a couple of them. But who is better in this in this division than Minnesota? It, when you're talking Green Bay losing at the minimum of Adams and Rodgers, who do you think stops Minnesota from winning this division this year? Uh, honestly, it's when, when you look at the amount of assets that uh, I think Detroit's an easier fix than Minnesota right now. I think that Chicago, okay. uh, with, with, with what but they have to play with in this offseason, is actually could sneak back in the first. Okay, but how much work does Minnesota really have to do? They don't really have that much work to do. It's all about right? who you're the, cutting, though. Like, it's it, like Danielle Hunter has to be at, at 18.6 million, has to get cut to equalize what you're down. Right. And then you have to cut someone else. It's, um, I don't know how well that defense functions if you take Michael Pierce out of the center. I don't know how well that defense functions if you take Kendricks or Harrison, uh, Harrison Smith off of the field in the roles that they play. Like, when I say Adam Keelan is the second guy I'd cut, I don't want to cut Adam Keelan because you're right. It is so much easier to throw it all at Justin Jefferson if Keelan's not there. Right. So I'm saying, no, this is what I'm saying. Don't cut any of them. Cut Hunter because you need the money. You have the to rest find of the your team, don't cut them. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. So take the cap right? hit? Is that what you're saying? Either take the cap hit or hear me out on this. Name me a single team in the NFL that would not take Harrison Smith off your hands. Trade? Yeah, there's not a – do you know a single team that would not want Harrison Smith? I think 31 other teams would say, okay, we'll take that guy. Well, it does take them out of the free agency conversation, though, because until Jesse Bates is somewhere, Harrison Smith is not is not going to get traded for. Yeah, unless you have a team that you know can't afford Jesse Bates, and Harrison Smith's contract is not that high. Well, but Harrison, Harrison Smith's contract Harrison, is much just, higher. He has a significant. Yeah, I was going to say I forgot he just he just got the bag last year with that uh what yeah. was hundred million dollar extension. Yeah, I only gave you uh, – I didn't give you the contracts for these guys. I gave you what they're making after uh, – how much you save after their dead cap hit. Most of these guys come with a pretty substantial dead cap hit. M most of these guys are making over 10. Yeah, Harrison Smith got paid very handsomely. Yeah. So, I think for Minnesota, though, I think regardless, they're probably out of the free agency conversation. 100% out of the free agency conversation. So, so we can not, move on. Not a lot to say here because you know the truth is there there are two teams in this division that are going to be active during free agency, and one of them we have a ton to talk about because they need so much. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, let let's end the show with the more interesting team that uh, that has more resources and is starting with a little more. So we'll talk about Detroit first and end the show with Chicago. Okay. Uh, Detroit starts with uh, six, uh, 19.66 million. Uh, they can, through uh, through cutting players that don't have a ton of significance to the team, they can create a uh, another 16 million or so to give them about 36 million to spend with. Um, as far as draft, I, I seem to remember Detroit being 
pretty well set up in the draft too, but let's uh let's double check that really quick and make sure they have the they have they have the Aiden Hutchinson pack. Yeah, they, they, they are getting Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, they are yeah, they are definitely getting Aiden Hutchinson. And I, I think they also have a good amount of draft picks too. Like I, I'm looking it up. Uh they have two firsts. Um because you know the, the Stafford got trade, they have two thirds. Uh, the second one is projected to be a comp- uh, compensatory. So they have five picks in the first three rounds. They are without their fourth, but then they go back to a fifth, two six, and a seventh. So yes, they can do some rebuilding in the draft. There are thirty six million. So there's not to sign the draft picks, including you know signing agent Aiden Hutchinson, and. Um, You question how much of that thirty-six million they should be spending in free agency, and how much they should be um, trying to sign their draft picks and continue to build long term. Right, because they have two firsts. That's that is uh, as much as awesome as that is. That's also not cheap. Correct. And they have enough lower end picks to where they could package uh, a first with uh, with maybe a uh, a fifth to move up or a first and a third to move up a, uh, a few more spots. So they could ideally get two players that are going to be very valuable. So the question is, at, at this point, if you're building for the future, um, you know there, there's a reason why Jared Goff came back in the trade. They, the, the Lions think that there's something there they can do with Jared Goff. Right. I, I don't hate it. I mean, I think Jared Goff is sufficient. And, Good. you know, no. St. Brown, Swift, Hawkinson, you have the makings of something that could develop. It's just it, it developed way too late in the season. Uh, the Lions did go three and three down the stretch, right? Well, and, and three, four and one yep. down the stretch, right? Yeah, so, they did. Um, it would almost seem like you bring in that veteran wide receiver. Uh, Chris Godwin sounds like a great name, doesn't it? It does. Um, I think that... Give me a better. I, I do like Chris Godwin, but here's where I'm going to say I don't love it. Like As much as I like it, I don't love it. They need younger talent on that team. So you actually wouldn't – you would just rely on the fact that it looked like the team was starting to gel. You wouldn't bring right. in the veteran mentor. You would actually bring in younger talent. Yeah, I'd bring in other talent. And, dude, that, that – their uh, – what's his name? What's his coach – their coach's name? Oh. I don't right, know what coach's name is. We're just going to call him Detroit football coach. Okay. <laughs> dude, the Lions coach oh, is- oh, oh uh, biting kneecaps. Um, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah, he seems like a fun guy to play for, doesn't he? You know what? But he he got, seems like he got a, a team of like... Cubs, like, no offense, but like this Detroit team was mostly made up of backups this past year. He got he got a team that was of backups to believe they could win games. Right. So you don't I don't think you want to mess with that by giving him somebody that's seen something else that worked. And Chris Godwin has been someplace and seen something else that worked. So my question is, like, it, is free agency even important to Detroit Lions, or is it more important to just continue to build from the draft? And uh, I, I'm I'm trying to think what. Let's, well, let's I, have look. A, I have a name for you. I do have a veteran name for you that I think fits there a lot better than Chris Godwin. Give me it. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. He's been in multiple places. He's seen multiple things. He doesn't seem like he's a system type guy. He's just talented. And he he can bo- both streak down the field and get open for you and your quarterback, but he can also run a really good route. So that's kind of like where I'd go with the veteran style. Not I w- Because he doesn't have a ring. I would not go to a guy that has a ring. You know, I would not okay. go to the guy that played with Tom Brady and saw that level of professionalism. Yeah, because that's not what you're going to get in Detroit. In Detroit, you're going to get you know the beer drinking, NASCAR watching, chewing tobacco kind of team. 
And that's so you need a guy that can go into that mold. And I think Cooper's a lot better fit for that. I like it. Because let, let's let, let's bring it this way. Amari um, Cooper has played for Nick Saban, the greatest basketball basketball, the greatest football coach of the generation. He then played for John Gruden, who is whatever. Yeah. Went down who and is, played uh, for who is rightfully out of the NFL at this point. And then he went down and played for Jason Garrett, and then Mike McCarthy. The guy's played for so many different coaches. I don't think he gives a crap. I think he's just like not in a bad way. I think he's he's not going to say, well, this coach did it this way or this coach did it this way. Because if he was going to do that, he would have said, well, Coach Saban was different than Coach Garrett. You know, instead, he just, he didn't really complain. He just showed up. He played football and he, he let Jason Garrett ruin a team. Yeah. And I think that's what Detroit wants or needs. And I think that that's also just a that's a scrappy little team to play for. And Cooper's a scrappy little guy, you know? Uh, is there any free agent that you find important for the Detroit Lions to bring back while we're on wide receiver conversation? Like, do you think that it's important to bring a, a, a Khalif Raymond back, uh, a Tracy no. Walker back? Not really. No, when, I, when I'm looking at who they're giving up, I don't see anyone important to give back. I do note that they do need help in that secondary but they can repair that in the draft. Yeah, they could repair that with that second first round pick. Yeah. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson is, I mean, I said it last week. Any team should consider the idea of what could I trade them to get that pick. I don't think you're going to, I don't think anybody is going to offer the right price to get it from Detroit. I, it would be hard to believe. Because I said it like last, you know, last week on one of the shows, Aiden Hutchinson also not that highly touted out of high school. He wasn't really that great at Michigan for his first two years. He made himself something special. And that is the type of guy that Detroit needs. You know, the guys that just grit their teeth and just buckle down and do their job. Yeah. Oh, man. I might have just convinced myself that Detroit's good. I said, I might have just convinced myself Detroit might be good. You know, it, it's they're, they're adding the edge rusher there. Um, uh, I'm just glancing really quick at the secondary. Uh, I made this uh, this call before with the Jets, but uh, the Honey Badger might actually help this team too. Mm-hmm. When when I'm looking at the uh, when I'm looking at secondary uh, guys who are available, um, and here here's a question, like. Jesse Bates isn't signed yet. Could the Lions be in play for a Bates? I think they could. I mean, they have they have an okay amount of money. And they're the guys that they're letting walk away are they don't need to get again. And I'm sure that there's some there's some desire for guys like Jesse Bates to maybe go play for a team that's not supposed to be good that on paper but is actually just talented and has enough raw ability there to do something fun. Also, if you're, if you are NFL player right now and you're not ring hunting and you're, you're going to get good money, no matter where you go, wouldn't it be great to be a part of a team where there's no expectation on you? Yeah. You know, you, every week, nobody's like, Oh, he's not living up to the hype. It's just like, yeah, we're not that great but he's doing really good. You see that Jesse Bates guy? He's doing good, you know? Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm looking down the list of secondary still, too. Um, there's guys like a, uh, like a, you know, because Oduka is coming back. So you're only looking to get the um, someone to pair with Oduka. And I, I kind of feel pairing with Oduka actually sounds good for some of the guys like maybe a Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Um, mm. I could also see a like I'm looking up and down the list. There's uh, Dante Jackson, Bryce Callahan, um, Carlton Davis. There's a lot of guys that would just kind of make sense opposite Oduka. Yeah, and the more you say, like the you know, you're in play now that we're through the Matt Patricia era. 
in that team turned around and started to really play well last year and Hawkinson got hurt towards the end. Yeah. I mean, so Hawkinson got hurt and they were winning games like that. That is crazy to me. Like they were without their best offensive player winning. So if you're Detroit and you have some money to go spend, you, you should go spend it or you, or you take that second first rounder and you toss it outside the division and you try to get the secondary help that way. Yeah, I think that you could definitely uh, the, the Detroit can definitely add a secondary piece and a uh, and a wide receiver piece that would be very helpful to their team during this uh, free agency period, whether it's by trade or whether it's or whether it's by free agent. And I, I definitely like I, I love the Amari Cooper thing. Um, I, I, honestly, I think that you know Campbell is very much a player's coach. And I think anybody that values that tough guy mentality is going to be drawn to like, I'm not sure that Detroit's a bad team next year. Like I, I don't or what, think it would be crazy to think that Chicago and Detroit could be the top two teams in this division next year. Or what about a Sterling Shepard? The Giants said today that Sterling Shepard has to, has to restructure. If he chooses not to restructure, the Giants are going to have to let him drop. Yeah. So if if Sterling Shepard says no, I'm not restructuring because you know my bad stats are on you for having this team, and somebody somebody like Detroit can come in and say, you know, he's actually not that bad. He might be he might be sufficient enough to do this. That's just where I'm coming from. It coming in yeah. at it from is like, you don't need to. Detroit doesn't need to go with the craziest wide receiver core. When they have, no, because you know, they, they already have Hawk and, and St. Brown there, and I that's right. yeah, you know, you have two great options for Jared Goff. And can I just say one thing about Jared Goff before like we move past just brush past it? Yeah, he's a Super Bowl quarterback, he's an NFC champion. Yep, he's not, he is not a game winner, but he's not a game loser. And you give him the football, you know, on the you give him the football on the ten yard line, and you say score. We need you to score. He's shown that he can he can do it. He has a hard time getting to that ten yard line, but he's he's not going to cost you that much. You know, he's he is a league average type quarterback. So everybody's saying that he's like so bad. He's so bad. <clears throat> his numbers, his numbers tell a different story than what people's. People's words are saying. I would take Jared Goff. uh, I would take Jared Goff over Lamar Jackson on that two-minute drive at the end of the game, and it seems like the good time to transition. When I listed it out, and let me find my list. I I had Lamar Jackson at number sixteen. So I'm interested to hear this list, though. Um, Did you actually write it down? No, I was. Uh, I, I started to write it down. Uh, I, I compared. Okay. I compared the bottom eight quarterbacks because I, I didn't list list uh, list my top ten. I took eight quarterbacks that I thought would be in that range, and uh, honestly, when 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 it, when it came down to it, I it was it was a matter of realizing that it's kind of like there were guys like Jalen Hurts outside of the top ten that I honestly trust Jalen Hurts more than I trust Lamar Jackson. Uh, the guys that I just kind of all lumped together when I was doing it included uh, Jackson, Hertz, Stafford, Goff, and when I came when it came down to it, the only two people that I put be- uh, below Lamar Jackson when I was eva- uh, when I was evaluating, um, and this is gonna make me sound incredibly biased. That, that I even considered one of these guys. Uh, so, I, so I feel kind of uncomfortable saying the name Zach Wilson, but I actually think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are going to take steps this year. Uh, but I still kept them at 17 and 18 because they haven't done it yet. So I haven't said it yet this, this offseason, so I'll say it now. Zach, I'm not a Jets fan, so you can't accuse me of being biased. I'm also not a BYU fan, so there's throw that out the window. Five years from now, 
So five years from now, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback from that draft class. That puts him above Lawrence and above Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Zach Wilson will be the best quarterback in that draft class in five years. Okay. I still – that kind of transitions us to uh, to the uh, Chicago Bears at this point in time because I am still a Justin Fields believer. And mm-hmm. I like the fact that they actually have a chance to build this team in this offseason. They're starting with $25.33 million. They can make another 21 just by cutting guys like uh, – guys who haven't done – well, okay – Eddie Goldman is is the most significant name. So he's, you know, he's rotation for defensive ends for them. So that name is kind of important, especially since you don't know what you're getting from Kyle Mack. But it's definitely not the Viking situation, and he's definitely making too much. When you can right. uh, when you consider Cohen and White, uh, Tariq Cohen and, and Whitehair, who haven't done much of anything for Chicago lately, um, they can they can add twenty one million just by cutting those three players. They give them right around forty six million. That's an that is not a terrible dollar amount either. Yeah, and when you consider the fact that you have the quarterback you're building around, you still have his favorite tar, uh, target Mooney. Komet flashed on and off last year. You still have David Montgomery. You need a change of pace back for David Montgomery because you can't just smash him the whole game. But there's plenty, there's plenty available that's much uh, that, that's definitely under the number. Uh, you could Quinn continued to uh, quietly be one of the most efficient pass rushers in the league. Doesn't register the stats, but a lot of hits and pressures. Um, Mac is still there. Uh, Mac is aging, but we would have to admit that Mac and Quinn is still well above average for the NFL at defensive end. Oh, yeah. Right? Well above average. So, still have Raquan Smith. Uh, that secondary is starting to get a little healthier again. Um, let's look at Chicago Bears' notable free agents that they are losing. I'm pretty sure the most notable of them is Akeem Hicks. Now, replacing Akeem Hicks is going to be rough, especially – I don't know if you can re-sign him. If they can, they should. But B.J. Hill, D.J. Reader, there, there are pieces that you can plug into that line. Plus, great draft for defensive line. Um, mm. I know, And I know I keep on saying that with, with various teams, but uh, Chicago is a team that is in a position where they can address it. You know, I'm looking through this list. Uh, I – we don't think Allen Robinson or Andy Dalton, Damian Williams, or Jimmy Graham are any real losses, right? Nope. Uh, Jason Peters does hurt. Uh, I don't think Chicago can compete with the teams that have the money to pay. Jason Peters. So, um, so actually, I don't know how Chicago is rebuilding that portion. Because they don't have the money to compete with the teams that are trying to build blind. And do, do you know what the tackles look like in this rookie class? Uh, they're, it, it, I feel like it's slightly above average. <sighs> okay. So, I mean, we didn't note that uh, – we, we've never actually noted Chicago's offensive line to be a weakness in the past, though. Uh, ultimately, what it comes down to, Chicago needs help at wide receiver, and they probably need a little bit of help at cornerback, too. Well, if we're being honest, though, Justin Fields was wasn't he the weak leader in sacks for like most of the season? No, he was. But part of that is because he's got a slower release at this point in time, and right. that should improve with another year under your belt, right? You would think that he probably spent most of he's going to spend most of this offseason working on speeding that up. Because most of most of the things that aren't that aren't right with Justin Fields are things that can be corrected. It, it just shows that he he's, he wasn't he wasn't NFL ready, like like some of uh, some of the other guys in his class. Um, as the year goes on, it should get better. Like you know, okay, Bears have kind of gone all in on the Justin Fields thing. If the Justin Fields thing doesn't work. 
then this is not going to be a good season for the Bears. But I don't see the reason to think the Justin Fields thing won't work. And they have more than, you know, sitting at that, uh, that 46 million mark, they have more than enough to address the needs in the secondary. They have more than enough to address the needs at wide receiver. Uh, I don't think the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills, I don't think the Chicago Bears need to look for a specific type of wide receiver. No, I don't think so either. Um, can I say, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. Okay. They need a, they need a humble type of wide receiver. I think that's all they need. Justin Fields, if you look back through his career, even at Ohio State and stuff like that, he does not really tolerate the egomaniac very well. Okay. And um, especially at Ohio State, if you look what he did there, he straight up took their number one wide receiver and made him their number three, because he just gave he fed the ball to the other to the other side instead, because he he just doesn't cooperate well with a guy that tries to show the, show up the team. Well, honestly, it's much better for the the Bears if they sign two to three wide receivers uh, that th- that are more of the, it, it, you know, money wise, it's much easier to get two to three wide receivers that are of the scrappy variety that that can, you know, with with some speed, than it is to try to chase the Devontae Adams anyway. So are we um are we just getting rid of Tyreek Cohen? Is are we saying he's seen it the last of him in Chicago? Yeah, you know he he's caused uh, they make too much money back by cutting him. So well, that's going to be an interesting one. I I haven't actually considered where Tyreek Cohen gets to go. Kansas City. Oh, that that is dangerous. I like it. I like it a lot for Kansas City. We got speed. We've got budget. We've got uh, yeah. He. Kansas City can't spend a lot. He's got speed. He's got oh man, oh wow, this is nasty. <laughs> I actually yeah. loved Terry Cohen in, uh, in in Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, I don't know just... the aspect that it making the Chiefs better, but <laughs> yeah, memo to self. I still have a franchise tag in Wolf. <laughs> if uh, if Tyreek Cohen goes to Kansas City, maybe I make that trade. He's returning kicks from too, more than likely. Probably. But um, back to back to Chicago though. Where do you see where do you see their biggest absolute? Like who are who is their must-have guy that you think that they should be spending their time targeting right now? Resign Akeem. Don't worry about it. Don't 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 go into free agency wondering. If you can get the BJ Hill, the DJ Reader, and the Domicus Sue, the Flies Campbell. Take care of business. Make sure Hicks doesn't hit the market. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's pretty simple. As far as wide receivers, I, I don't want to see one larger name. Like I-, I would if you can if you can piece together like you need speed with it. But if you could pick up a, a Braxton Barrows, a De- DeAndre Carter, a, Co- a Khalif Raymond. And someone else, you are doing yourself huge favors. Yeah, and so you're saying take then take those draft picks and focus on your defensive side. Yeah. This, by the way, we keep talking about all the linemen. Which, by the way, draft. when we when we talk about Chicago's draft picks, the reason why we haven't talked about the reason why I haven't brought it up much, Chicago has two draft picks. Wow. Let's go back to our earlier conversation. If I become commissioner, when I become commissioner of the NFL. Oh, wow. Well, my bad. My bad. Chicago has six. It's just there, there's there's some later rounds. Most of it is three. Uh, four of them are later rounds, and they have their second and their third. They have no first or fourth. Left. Yeah. See, when I become commissioner, I'm going to set minimums, just like we have in Loaf. Minimum number of quality draft picks. Yeah, the Rams wouldn't like that. (laughs) Hey, the Rams. The the Rams showed how to win a Super Bowl this year. I guess you don't need to draft. You don't need the good draft picks. Just 
Trade those uh, draft picks. If you want, if you want long sustained success, you do need the draft though. It's yeah. The 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 Rams traded it all away, and, and now they're basically screwed going forward. But the money is not made. The highest amount of profit is not made by four consistently good years. It's made by a great year. I would agree with you. It's just there are still plenty of people that don't believe that the Rams were the best team, that just the luckiest team from. Or a second luckiest team with the luckiest team being the Bengals. Right. So for as far as um the Bears you know, go though. There is a reason why everyone still thinks that Buffalo and Kansas City are the two best teams. So as far as the Bears go, though, yeah, I think I, I you might have convinced me through the course of this episode that the better option here is actually the Detroit Lions, and the Bears will be a solid third. Convince me of otherwise, please. Uh, so you're, you're trying to talk, um, you're, you're, you're trying to make me convince you that the bears can be second, but who do you have at second? I'd say, uh, no, at so uh, at, you know, I have the Bengals or the Bengals. Uh, the, so you've convinced me the lions are, have the top team. Then we're going to Minnesota and then, uh, we're, we're going with the bears and then green Bay because green Bay is going to be hurting real bad. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty. It, for me, it's it's pretty obvious why Chicago's better than Minnesota, because Chicago so, Chicago can make minor improvements to improve their team all the way around. They don't have to make the major splash in free agency, which means it is a free agency episode. So, in free agency, can you convince? What can you? What will convince you that the Bears are for real this year? All right, let's uh, let's pull up my master list of free agents. I want one of the three. I want DeAndre Carter. I want Khalif Raymond. Or I want Braxton Barrows, a guy who, okay. who who can break one long, and but but be the but be the third or fourth option on this offense. It is I, it is definitely cheap too. It'll be cheap enough. Yeah, it it will be cheap enough. I want to add. I want to add somebody from that. Uh, that you can even maybe throw Emmanuel Sanders into that conversation. Okay. I want to add a guy who Darnell Mooney's got some good possession stuff going on. Uh, I want someone who who I can trust on the goal line. Uh, wow, there's not a lot of those guys available. And most of them I have gone somewhere else. I could, I would, I would like to see maybe a. A Russell Gage or Jacoby Meyer, maybe a, maybe a DJ Chark sort of deal. Filling it up, uh, filling in at the other wide receiver. So I think that. I think that if they go with uh, two to three good budget options at wide receiver, which I think there are there are enough available that they could add yeah. that to Mooney, uh, Komet, and Montgomery. As far as change of pace backwards, uh, I think it's I, I think if they add one of those one of the three that I mentioned before, they don't necessarily need to change of pace back because they could utilize that way. But if they can't add one of them, adding someone like a, a Boston Scott to compliment a David Montgomery might actually be very effective for them. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I you know you're not going to get a ton of help from the draft. It needs to be re-sign up team hits. And then from that perspective, if Chicago could convince, if the if Chicago Bears can make a move to convince someone like a um, I don't know. I don't think Chicago Bears can convince that Jason Jackson. But when you look at guys like uh, Casey Hayward, Pondre Diggs, they actually try to make some sort of sense to help fill in the gaps in that in the Chicago secondary. If they were to sign the 
five to six names that I that I just said. And then they don't they don't have to spend money on uh they have to sign a second and a third. Mm. And then maybe bring in a uh, a Kareem Jackson type into that secondary. I think the Chicago Bears have a team that's balanced offensively and defensively that could stop a final drive and create a final drive. Okay. Uh, when it comes to Minnesota, it all depends who they're going to decide to cut to give them the selves flexibility, right? I mean, I guess so, yeah. Because I don't like I don't like I don't love Minnesota if they're getting rid of Daniel Hunter and Adam Thielen, and that looks like the best case scenario. Right. And there's a chance they could screw it up too. There's I mean, there's more the, the decisions that the Vikings have to make are much more difficult than the decisions that the Bears have to make this offseason. Right. Anytime you're talking about, you know, having to cut guys with those names. Yeah. You're in trouble. I mean, those those are some real guys. And it, it kind you of know? scares me that we've already seen the maximum potential of what the Vikings can be next season, this past season. Right. So uh, I think we've moved past free agency and probably into just flat-out predictions at this point. Yeah. So why don't we tell the people what's coming up next? Well, next coming up, we will be breaking down the AFC or uh, we'll be breaking down the AFC South and the NFC South in the following two shows. We got the so up next will be the Titans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans. And there is uh, – we got some Aaron Rodgers talk going on there. We got uh, a couple of teams with some high spending. And one team where realistically they it's a quarterback and they don't need anything else. So uh, hear me out on this. Yeah. This, this, time, uh, this time next week? Yeah. We know where Aaron Rodgers is playing football. Uh, I, we, we kind of, if the Packers want this to be a good, it, it, uh, a good free agency period for them, we have to know where Aaron Rodgers is playing football this time next week. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, just for, just for the sake of everyone, we are, we're going to be, uh, there will be a show coming out every single day until the big free agency, uh, live show, the, the recording for the Titans, uh, the Titans, Colts, etc. The, the the AFC South will be taking place on Monday, and it will be aired on Tuesday. I am really, really hoping that it doesn't bite us in the butt, and we get Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee or Aaron Rodgers to Indy. <laughs> That's Tuesday morning. So I would like to apologize in advance if that happens. Yes. And it's now going to happen because I said it. And Aaron Rodgers is that kind of scumbag to do it the day after basically every football podcast drops on Tuesday. Yeah. So so it's one of those things like Aaron Rodgers doesn't listen to the show or anything, but Somewhere in the back of his mind, he's like, oh, somebody called me a scumbag. And it really screws them over if I if I get traded on Tuesday morning. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> Wait, Aaron Rodgers doesn't listen? Well, I don't know. Does he listen to the podcast? I mean, if he doesn't listen, I don't have to censor myself for my true feelings about Aaron Rodgers anymore. I mean, telepathically, he kind of gets the message whenever somebody says something bad about him. Okay. He's like a, he's like the villain in a cartoon. That's why he has that's why he has the the hobo hair. <laughs> that's why he has a new hair and facial hair look every single time you see him. <laughs> the greatest being the white bus version uh, mustache from like two or three seasons ago. All right, Mr. Miller. I feel like it's about time for us to sign off. 
Yeah, it does. So uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Thank you for being a part of the JMO for our community. We have an exciting show coming up just uh, yeah, uh, uh, Wednesday, March 16th. So be part of that live show. And uh, there will be a link available to call into the show on Facebook. Uh, so definitely, if you are not following JMO for Real on Facebook yet, you should definitely follow JMO for Real on Facebook because that's where you're going to be able to call in from. I will not be putting... Uh, the link to call in in the Twitterverse because uh, in the Twitter sphere because Twitter is just way too toxic for for me to want to deal with call-ins from there <laughs> at this stage. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you to World in Sport, thank you to Anchor, thank you for those who tune and listen. If you like what you hear, I always like to take five star ratings on Google and Apple, so I, I would appreciate that. But thank you all for just being a part of the JML for Real community. Any closing thoughts or words, Mr. Irig? Uh, no, just remember to vote for me for NFL commissioner. I'll make a, I'll make football great again. Excellent. And with that, we're out like with like Rams with the first round draft. Picks.